0: Tonight, we welcome back Charles Roseney to talk about paranormal conventions, his new book about Connecticut ghost stories, and Beatles conspiracy theories. Deep beneath the stacks of the New York Public Library, it's Brian and Eric Dump Along here. Stay with us. Hey everybody, just Brian up top here. Uh, this is a bonus show coming out right before Paracon 2022 in Ansonia, Connecticut. Uh, Charles Rosene, one of our favorite guests of all time, is going to be debuting his new book, True Ghost Stories of Connecticut, uh, and our show is also going to be there. We're going to be uh, at a table, and we're also doing a live show Sunday at 1:15 p.m. And we're very excited about it. If you're in the Connecticut area, we Hope you can make it out, but uh, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, it's uh Brian and Eric here again with a man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give one anyway. It's a uh, uh, Crypt Master Chucky, was it? <laughs> the showman half of the Shaman and the Showman, basically. I think one of our favorite guests
1: of all time. Charles Roseney. Wow. The best part of that was your favorite guest of all time and you better not say that to anybody else. I
0: never have. Never <laughs> have. That is a that is where we'll get the belt made.
1: Yeah. Don't listen
2: to any of yeah. other interviews. Though. They're all we're taking them <laughs> down. They're not there anymore.
0: Charles, how are you? Thank you so I, much for coming back.
1: Great, great. I'm a little crazed, a little chaotic, a little nuts because we have the event coming up. Uh, on July sixteenth and seventeenth, but uh, really excited and happy and energized.
0: It's I've heard I've heard um, uh, frequent convention goers refer to uh, con crunch.
2: Is that an accurate? Um...
1: Con crunch works. Yeah, yeah. Con kill is another way. You know, is, another... <laughs> is that how
2: is that how you take get relieve some of the stress? Just murder. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> we. What was that Robert Durst documentary? Can we get yeah, that exactly. now? Yeah, that would exactly. really help our numbers, actually, if Charles, you would admit to just, a murder.
2: Just stay on the line for another <laughs> five minutes. Uh should be five Uh
0: but, Charles, yeah. you, you've, uh, you've been on the show before, but real fast, for anyone joining us for the first time, can you give us a quick, uh,
1: what's your deal, man? My deal is uh, endless fun projects that entertain me and others. Fortunately, I've really lucked upon Presenting a lot of things and doing a lot of projects that people enjoy, whether it's my Dracula tours to Transylvania or my Beatle tours to Liverpool, all the stuff in the pop culture field. Um, been doing conventions and festivals forever and uh, just started adding you know, to my resume uh, books. We, as you know, mm. in our last chat, we talked about the book of top 10 horror lists of course. Uh, where 100 celebrities gave me their top 10 favorite horror themes, book phenomenal. Uh, You know, it's uh, selling well and doing great with reviews on Amazon. I saw uh, that. Lots of
0: five stars.
1: Yeah. And at this uh, convention that's coming up, which I hope we're going to focus on, I am uh, doing the book launch of The The True Ghost Stories of Connecticut, which is really special because I got all these amazing paranormal investigators and specialists and mediums and psychics and clairvoyants to write their, f- not necessarily favorite, but their most uh, exciting, scary, um, revelationary psychic encounter, their haunted uh, event. And we compiled it, you know, there's like 30 chapters and I've done a bunch of them in the book and people uh, are going to just freak out. It's, it's <laughs> it, I'm just so proud of it. And so psyched. And the fact that, that that we're going to be launching it at the Paracon, it's just the perfect tie-in because a lot of people who are at the event contributed to the event. Mm-hmm. So somebody can walk around from table to table and probably get half the people to autograph, you know, here's a story on the Curtis House in Connecticut, written by uh, this gal who's a you know an author and will be at the convention, Leanna. And she'll be there. So if someone gets the book signed, they can get it signed by the people inside, including the amazing himself. (laughs) That's great. You
2: know, I've heard a lot about this Kreskin guy. uh, And some people are asserting that he's just kind of average. Would you say that's true?
1: (laughs) Well, there's a lot of haters. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Penn Gillette is one of the ones who uh, really destroys him. But, you know, when somebody kind of is the... OG of, of mentalists, you know, uh, the granddaddy, the godfather of mentalism, Mm. you know, there's that respect factor, you know, he wasn't on Johnny Carson all those times (laughs) because he wasn't at least entertaining. So, uh, does he do tricks? Yes. Uh, does he really read minds? I would leave that up to you to decide. Who are we to say? (laughs) Who were we to yeah. say? Thank you. But you know, the fact that he's 105 years old and he's coming to the event. He's, he's 105? No. <laughs> no, he's about, I don't know what, what would you say? That's 70. Alan Greenspan on the cover. But that's funny. <laughs> well, it's him. The special guests are him and Johnny Zaffis. John Zaffis is the nephew of the Warrens. Wow. I mean, that's, oh, man. that's like, Warren Blood, and he was the star of the show uh, uh, Paranormal, um, what was he, Paranormal Collector, the the Haunted Collector, something like that. Okay. I think he's calling us now. (laughs) That (laughs) is the rumor. If you say his name three times, (laughs) (laughs) he'll call you on the phone. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Uh, So besides the two of them, there's about 20 guests, including yourselves. Including us. And eighty yeah. vendors, which is just—I mean—ridiculous. We've got so many. It's horror merch. It's it's tarot card tarot card readers. It's it's clairvoyance. It's people selling shirts, and and it's just it's the ultimate. And it's July sixteenth and seventeenth in Connecticut at the Ansonia Armory. But it's worth a trip from anywhere. The hours are eleven to five or six each day, and uh, we're just gonna have so you know we're gonna have fear and fun <laughs> and phantasms all together
0: i'm sorry now it is it's an all-ages event right
1: oh well yeah it is but you you know got to be accompanied by adult you know we don't want a bunch of of course of course but and but you can, bring, you can
0: bring your family you can and should bring your
1: family oh yeah yeah so it's, a, it's a definitely a family fun event you know we even have food trucks outside and you know food trucks equates with family fun of Families course, of course. <laughs>
2: That's mandatory. Families love to eat from a truck. They don't like to go indoors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I do want to circle back to your book for a minute, uh, yeah. uh, True Ghost Stories of Connecticut. Uh, how did you, You know, uh, a lot of the people who have contributed to the book are going to be at the event uh, yes. in July. Um, how did you come across all of these people uh, and how did you reach out uh, about contributing?
1: So originally, I was going to do the book myself, and do all of the stories that I that I know. Um, there's the Pink Lady of New Haven, who I saw, you know, when I was in college. True story. Um, there's one that happened in one home that I lived with that my wife didn't allow me to put in the book.
2: Why? Too too spicy? Erratic?
1: No, not so oh. much spicy, but she's superstitious. If I tell the oh. story of what happened, you know, that it might return. Can you tell uh, it right now? Yeah, can air, you tell it on a podcast? I, yeah, that's, I think that's I, we blessed
0: the podcast. It's actually immune.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> no. And, <laughs> yeah, okay, um, <laughs> fair
1: point. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, you know what? Eventually I'll talk her into it and it'll probably be in volume two or volume three. You got to save did, the good stuff. Yeah. What I, what I did, guys, is as I was sending out um, vendor information for this year's Paracon, I looked down, you know, the 60 people who came last year and I thought, wait a second. They're either clairvoyants or psychics or paranormal investigators. They must have that one unbelievable story that they can share. And sure enough, just about every one of them not only did, but loved the idea of contributing to the book. Um, So, you know, I guess in a way it's a cheating book because it's a collection. I got everyone to do a lot of the work. but Mm. but when, when it's said and done, it's me editing everything, it's doing the layout, it's adding everyone's photos, it's adding everyone's bios. And, uh, the, the whole beginning is pretty much my, um, my, uh, introduction to how I became involved with paranormal, you know, how I hooked up with Nick Grossman, who's going to be on your show and how we became para partners (laughs) as, as the shaman and the showman. And so, uh, you know, that's been a very, very special uh, journey. You know, he's one of my best friends. And whereas, you know, he believes and he can walk into a room and I'm sure he'll tell you this and, you know, he'll walk in and say, Oh my God, someone, is it a dog? He'll know who died in that room and how, and what, you know, he's that, wow. he's that much of a conduit to this kind of stuff. And when we go on our haunted um, uh, ghost tours, which we do together and bring people I mean, the things that come out of walls, the things that happen are just unbelievable. And, and I'm the non-believer of the group. I'm the one who poo-poo's it because <laughs> you want someone who's at least a little rational, who's presenting the other side. Well, it can't, there's got to be a scientific sure. reason. But if there's a scientific reason, and we went to a place called Dudley Town, which is a famous scare place in Connecticut. And then there's this one guy who doesn't believe in it at all. And all of a sudden we're looking at him and we're all pointing to him. We're starting to take pictures because he's standing there. And, and you probably can't see it in this photo. But all of a sudden, his hair starts to stand up.
0: Yeah. Wow. Charles is uh, showing us uh, a picture from the book right now. And yep, there you can see it. You can see it in the picture. It
1: it looks like someone's rubbing an invisible spiritual balloon on his (laughs) his head. (laughs) It's actually, if you get a closer look at the shot, it looks like there's an invisible hand that took that chunk of hair and just pulling it straight up. Mm. So I'm the guy who says, oh, there must be a magnetic force right in this you know, tiny patch of grass in this, (laughs) and of course, it doesn't, there's no logic to it. There's no reason. These are why there's unexplained phenomena. But what's great is that, um, you know, we capture that a lot of that. And I was able to put a lot of that in the book. So if somebody loves ghost stories in general, if someone's from Connecticut, wow, it's even more of a plus because they probably heard of some of these places. But like I said, you know, I wrote the intro, a long introduction of how I got involved in the paranormal. Kreskin gave me an amazing forward. Um, in the horror book I did, he gave me a chapter prior. Wow! So he, so he even says when you're finished with this book, go get the book of top. <laughs> so he was nice enough to give me a plug within a plug in the in the same book, and then it's everyone's chapters, and it's just so amazing. And then I do a final, you know, wrap up. And uh, I think, you know, I haven't, I've been so tempted to get it out there and <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's actually on Amazon, but I haven't announced that oh. it's on Amazon. Wow. So please don't announce that. Of course. Um, but sure. of course, but, uh, and because we we'll wanna, keep that a secret. we want <laughs> We want to debut it at the convention and then, I'll go crazy putting it, posting it everywhere.
0: Amazing. Um, I had a question about, so you've, um, last time we talked about like your Dracula tours, the ghost tours you posted. So you are uh, a a man of world renown, uh, been all over the place. Do you think there's something specific about Connecticut and like the ghost stories of Connecticut that are, uh, that stand out in any way?
1: Well, Nick will, you know, further elaborate on that, but Connecticut... It's easy to say, you know, because it's your own home state. You know, someone from, you know, Virginia is going to say theirs is. And that's one of the most haunted states. Pennsylvania, you know, there's some states that jump out, Georgia. But yes, Connecticut is by far one of the most haunted states between its original confederacy. So many people died in battle. You know, it leads itself to all that. It's one of the two or three states where there were witches and witch trials and hangings and killings and all that. So, my gosh, yeah, it's definitely definitely so. Specifically an area called the Valley, yes. which, Nick, which Nick says, you know, it's where uh, two rivers actually hit each other and collide. And it causes, uh, He says there's some kind of, you know, reciprocal thing that happens. And uh, he feels that there's incredibly haunted locations in Connecticut, but specifically in the Valley, which is where Ansonia is and which is where our armory is, uh, right. where, we're having, where we're having Paracon.
0: I dated a girl for a while whose mom didn't like me because I was from the valley. <laughs> <laughs> from which valley? I wasn't even, like, Wallingford isn't even necessarily the valley, but it got, no. for Fairfield folk, it got lumped in.
1: Uh, a little low. The terrain's a little low. <laughs> the elevation. <laughs> uh, so, you, you know, if you say you're a, there's people who say they're, you know, from the valley. And it, I'm thinking automatically, you know, the movie Valley Girl. And they say and they say from they're they're from Ansonia. I go, here's from now on, you just say you're from LA. And so <laughs> what? Huh? I go, lower Ansonia. <laughs> and it adds a lot more credibility to it. Um it's I lived in clever. I lived in Seymour
0: for a while though. Seymour that is exactly yeah. the valley. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Seymour's got a little spooky vibe. I, I can definitely, I can concur. It's a spooky place.
1: Absolutely. Interesting.
2: Charles, you mentioned before that you had an
1: encounter with a pink lady.
0: And obviously people have to buy the book. Can you give us a little teaser into, because yeah, I've never heard that? of this. I've never heard yeah, of a pink, pink lady? lady.
1: When I was single, there were a lot of encounters with different pink ladies, but the one that's paranormal <laughs> and that has to do with this, I don't mind telling the story because I was in college and I had a friend at D Piazza, who's now in California. He's kind of my best friend in college. And he said, Hey, you want to take a ride and see the pink lady thinking, all right, you know, sure. And he goes, all right, when do you want to do it? I go whenever. And we go to a few concerts, a few clubs and one night, you know, after imbibing and having a great time at a, a, a local club, he says, Hey, remember I told you about pink lady. Why don't we go tonight? I go, well, do we have to call in advance? We have to make a reservation. (laughs) I didn't know what it was. And he said, no, 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 we're going to go. We're going to go. And he takes me in the car and he parks under um, this really, really spooky bridge in New Haven in a really seedy part of town that I wasn't familiar with. And I'm thinking, come on, my best friend's going to hit on me. What is going on here? (laughs) I'm like, this could be any possible. He tells me the story of this gal who was very happy and very in love. And she bought a new home with her husband or her husband-to-be. I don't remember exactly. Uh, I can refresh my memory by looking in the book. And that right when he, he, was, he was sent off to war, right, he was called okay. away to, to, to serve. And she goes, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. You'll be home. We'll pick up where we left off. We'll have the greatest life. And she said, you know what? You come around the corner because after the bridge, there's a long street. And then it bends real quick. And then when you bend, you're at the house where she was. He goes, when you come to that corner, all I want you to do is put on your high beams. And when I see those high beams, I will come to the door. I will come in my sexiest pink negligee. (laughs) I I will be waiting for you. Well, a year goes by, two years go by, you know, time goes by and she doesn't hear anything. And she's not giving up, but apparently she's always going out on the, you know, banister on her balcony or through the window to look. And every time a car would put on its brights, well, ready to go to the window. (laughs) Well, as it turns out, he was killed. He was killed in service, Mm. and he never came home. And apparently she either killed herself, passed away of natural Mm. causes, whatever. But they never touched that top floor of the house that she owned. And so he takes tells me this whole story, and we're driving slowly. And I go, If this is a waste of time. I mean, I'm thinking that he's putting me on, and we make the turn, and he puts on his brights and guys, my, my, my hands have got <laughs> this ghostly spectral figure with, with a white face, no eyes, a black oh wow, pink. Comes like she's levitated to the front. She's like, makes a face like this and then disappears. Get out of here. No. The truth, guys, because we went around the block and I said, can we do that again? <laughs> we
0: need repeatable results. Yeah,
1: you know. yeah. He goes, let's let's wait. I go, no, I want it now, right now. Because if this is a fake, I don't want them to reset. I want, right, I want right. to see this. We did it again. The same thing happened. No I come shit. home. I tell, no everyone I, I tell everyone I know. No one believes me. No one wants to take the ride with me except my parents. <laughs> so we go and I try to remember the story to, verbatim to tell. And I tell them and I have a friend in the back and we make the turn. I go, I'm going to put on my brights now. And I put on my brights and this figure comes out again, guys. Oh, my God. And it's like, what? 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 You couldn't believe it. So I went during the day to see if there's any houses across that could be doing some, I don't know, high end, uh, you know, a screen of some kind of a projection Mm. projecting. Mm. And there is nothing but uh, really rubble uh, across the street. There is no homes. There's no way this could be a setup. I bring a bunch of my friends and we do it again and not only, not only did it happen again, but we threw one of my friends out the door <laughs> and, we, and we left. You guys are mean. That's <laughs> a real jerk move. As we drive off and we see him running after us, he had loose pants. His pants fall down. <laughs> wow. He's chugging with his pants down. Wait for me, guys. The funniest scene. But um, sure enough, I'd forgotten about that until I brought a, you know, I wanted to bring a girl or two there. So we did that. <laughs> and it always, always, always happened it wasn't necessarily the same slowness or fastness, which would lead me to believe that it wasn't, you know, a repeated, you know, effect. Right. And then um, I, gosh, I forgot about it. You know, after I graduated college until pretty much years later and went there and the house was demolished, just like all the houses across the street, the, you know, urban renewal or whatever it was they were going to do there. Mm. And uh, so I just hope, you know, wherever her spirit is, it went on and reunited with, you know, her lover. Now to take the story further, but I don't have proof. And this is true ghost stories of Of Connecticut. So I did include it, but someone's dad said, oh my gosh, of course that was world war (laughs) one. And it was a, it was a motorbike or a bike and the rights of the bike were what attracted her. And I'm like, wow! That even adds a, another texture right. to this amazing mm. story. And guys, I've gone on to ask people on New Haven Facebook boards and all that if they know the Pink Lady, and so few people have heard of it. Yeah, so, I've never heard of it. So you, I mean, so you've essentially
2: observed a repeated paranormal phenomenon like a bunch of times. Like how many times? Like ten times?
1: Well, probably five or six. Yeah.
2: Wow. How do you explain it? what? What is it just when your mind? This is it just a ghost.
0: It, especially, uh, how do you how do you uh, how do you deal with it as
1: a skeptic, as a still claimed skeptic of like that's pretty weird, man. That's a great question. I can't answer that because I still, you know what I say. If there's ghosts and they and they're you know they don't they, they want to be found, they will be found. I don't want to be the one who finds them. <laughs> you know? So in a car at a distance, sure. I was okay with that. And and for me you know, everything, why we the shaman and the showman? For me, everything was entertain is entertainment. Sure. And I loved being, bringing people there and, and having them have this same mind-blowing experience that I did. But I never, you know, thought at the time, oh, wow, I must have to believe in ghosts because I'm seeing an apparition right now. So that's a great question. And I don't know how I, how I live with the fact that even though I don't believe in ghosts per se... These things are, you know, they're happening all the time. And as life goes on, they're happening more and more to more and more people who either have hidden that ability for many years mm-hmm. and are cultivating it or just uh, are discovering it, uh, you know, later in life. Someone who wrote the, the story in the book, and this one is mind-blowing, it's <laughs> a, hospital, a hospital story. Her name is Kathy. She's from New Jersey, but she worked in a Bridgeport hospital. And I'm going to sum it up uh, and it's worth reading because she she's much more uh, she, she tells it so much more loquaciously than I do. But the fact is that um, her dad passed away under her care at the hospital uh-huh. and he resembled a famous actor. And uh, when she went back to work after you know, grieving for a week and um, there was a new patient in her ward, the patient asked about the person who came to visit her in that room. And I think you know where this is going, but she said, no, there shouldn't be anyone visiting you, especially at that hour. What did he look like? And she says the actor and she said, (laughs) but he had trouble walking. And, and this was her dad who came to visit to see how this was. So, you know, (laughs) how do you, I mean, it's wow. Right. Wow. Definitely. Wow. How do you,
2: so Charles, I mean, look, you're, You're taking the time. You're collating all these stories. You're doing this incredible research. Has putting this book together sort of changed your life in any way?
1: You know what? I I might have to admit that I believe, you know, there's a famous (laughs) person called Richard Felix. He was in Britain. He was on British's uh, TV, Most Haunted. Mm. And he would say he didn't believe in any of it that it's energy, it's reciprocal energy that lives in walls somehow. And I say, well, if that's an energy, isn't that a ghost? Isn't that a spirit? And he wrote a book called What is a Ghost? And in it, he tries to debunk it, but everything <laughs> he's saying proves it. <laughs> so so I think I'm sort of in those crossroads of, you know, wanting to be the, the realistic guy who's, who who scoffs at it, But yet I've had all these experiences and all this proof that it that it exists, that it's very hard to dismiss. How did you how did you
2: kind of you've you've obviously said how many how many contributors are there, like 30? You said how how did you meet all these people? How did you encounter all these clairvoyants and ghost hunters and all
1: that? Most of them were people uh, being a, a paranormal investigator myself with Nick Grossman. Most of them I either met in the field or they came to last year's Paracon. And Aha. some of them set up as vendors, others visited. Um, but, you know, once that happens, it's a community and people are in touch. And if there's a new place to investigate, people share it. There's what's called the Demon House of Derby. <laughs> and, a the what? Of, <laughs> yeah, and a friend of ours went there and he, he, his, his hands were ripped. There was claws that just ripped his arm while he was there with nobody around for no reason, and he's in the book too. So we went to the same place to investigate it because that's how it works. We brought a group of people with us because I'm the entertainer and I'm the showman and I'm the um, the entrepreneur and I'm also P.T. Barnum. So not only do I do these trips, I bring people along and charge them to come. Sure. I don't just investigate. If I'm going to go investigate, I don't want to find something. I want to bring others who will. That doesn't mess up
2: the. Uh, that doesn't mess up the investigation.
1: No. <laughs> no.
2: How can? Yeah. Of course not.
1: No. Um, okay. So. So having said that, um, we went to the same uh, Derby Demon House, and I didn't go in. I was actually reluctant to go in. I left. I left all the. Why? People. Because were you were afraid, or? I don't want to say I'm afraid, but I was afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We got it. We got him. He's a coward. Yeah. yeah. You know, Shut people. it down. We got what we wanted.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I sleep with a nightlight? Maybe. <laughs> Would I go into that demon house? <laughs> Absolutely. I could say that. hypothetically.
1: Nightlight. I got the disco lights on. I've Gotta got to keep it light, baby. Laser beams. I that love that they're out there.
0: The, on the video chat, currently, behind Charles is a uh, full uh, Hannibal Lecter cutout with the mask yep. on and a Frankenstein. A nightlight might make that even spookier. For sure.
1: Well, I will tell you that we went back there. I didn't go inside, but um, they were trying to say, you know, there's certain things that people do. You know, if you're here, please talk to us. We have spirit boxes. We have voice. We have all this really cool gear. And um, there was a lot of static, which is common. So that always causes me to not be the biggest believer. But then from nowhere, a metal ball was thrown at Nick. Oh my God! And it was just from nowhere, uh. from a, from a blank door, or whatever. So you know these things happen. I hope he'll tell you more about that because it's so wow. Um, but I hope I answered your question.
2: How did you How did you and Nick meet up? How did you guys link up in, in the first place?
1: Well, so I uh, was the founder, and owner, and actor, and host of uh, of a uh, haunted attraction in Stratford Connecticut called Fright Haven mm. you know and i had that in um, West Haven for some years then moved it to Stratford and i was the guy who greeted every single person through the door where are you from you know all right this that, you know give him a little shtick and then let him in set him up for you know sense of false security and nick is one of these people <laughs> who comes up with his kid to walk into the haunted house and he says to me you know hey uh, charles this place is haunted I go, thank you. Yes, I did my job. I have done everything I can to, you know, make it a haunted attraction. No, 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 no. Really? It's haunted. And I'm like, one of these. I go, all right, brother. So, you know what? Combine, <laughs> combine that with all the animatronics and the scares I did and have a good time. And I usher him in. I roll my eyes and I bring in the next people. Well, he comes when it's all done. And he goes, I got to talk to you because as I was going through, and I came out, I got stronger feelings. I go, oh, talk to me. And, he tells me. and he tells me his history, how for, you know, 20 years he slept with a blanket over his head because he had visitations at night and he was scared of it. And he went to psychiatrists because he didn't know how to explain it. I want him to tell it to you um, because, you know, he tells it much better. But long story short, I said, what, what do you propose? He goes, let's do a paranormal investigation in here. I go, okay. Let's do it after hours. Let's do it so I can start a mission. Let's find a way to monetize it. He goes, well, we can do a scrying session. And now I've never heard of that, but I like the word. And I go, what is a scrying session? He goes, well, you put about 20 people in front of a large mirror. I kind of put them in what's what's kind of a paranormal trance. And then they see the most unbelievable things. And I'm like... If it sells a <laughs> ticket, fine. So instead, it hits me upstairs. This used to be, before Frank Haven was a haunted attraction, it was a movie theater and it was a Bally's gym. And mm. upstairs in the area we never touched or used was a mirrored room. complete inside okay. all mirrors because that's what they have in gyms. And I said, well, can we do it here and have 50 people come? <laughs> thinking, no, but thinking I'll have a dozen people. He goes, yeah, but you better charge at least $25. I go, well, let's do $50. It's sold out. It's sold out. And um, it was mostly people who go to Fright Haven who went there and were scared and wanted to get another um, experience. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I thought it would be mostly that, but it Mm. was people who've never been to Fright Haven. Wow. Who heard about this. So sure enough, he lights candles everywhere in the room. I'm like, thank God there was no fire marshal. (laughs) (laughs) He puts people by the mirrors. He I do an introduction. I tell people how I don't believe any of this. I think it's hokey, but we're here to have fun and maybe you'll have an experience just to set it up in case they don't. I want don't want them coming out and saying, Hey right. you, this is your place. So I've sort of, you know, psychologically, you know, put that I don't expect there to be anything. Well, he does um uh he first he does a presentation and shows his rare artifacts. He has a lot of haunted artifacts. He's got dolls. He's got um, Dybbuk bottles uh, where spirits are trapped in, evil spirits. So that was part one. Then part two, he turns a camera over the audience. And guys, the most crazy stuff happens. You see orbs floating and stopping on people. You see um, things flying. You really do see stuff when, on these cameras. It's like an infrared camera. I write it up as dust. But the dust particles don't always travel like a stream of upwards rain, which is what we were seeing. in different yeah. cases. So that's part two. Then we take an intermission because I want to sell some, you know, some um, concessions, you know, some drink- yeah. and then we bring them this back. This guy's always thinking
0: with his noodle. Yeah,
2: that's right.
1: <laughs> and we bring them back and I welcome everyone back. I go, now we're going to get ready for the scrying session. People, free your minds. And we bring back Nick. Grossman of Ghost Storm, Ghost Lab, whatever we called it at the time. We weren't yet the shaman and the showman. And he does this thing that is just, I mean, you know, it's so cool because he's got the ambient music. He's turned out all the lights except for red lights and the candles. And there was one guy who came, he's a friend of mine. He runs um, escape houses in the area. And he goes, God, I can't believe I'm wasting my time here. But my family, my family wanted to go. My wife loves this stuff. He goes, just get me, get me out of here as quick as you can. Anyway, long story short, he had the first of the great experiences there. He came out. His face was white. He said he was sitting there and everyone around him disappeared out of the mirror. And all he saw was himself. Oh, my God. Someone else said, oh, my God, I had the opposite. Everybody else was (laughs) in the mirror, but I disappeared. And then, a friend weird. Mine, and then a friend of mine who's not crazy, who I know <laughs> very well. She's
2: Important qualifier. Right, right. Yeah,
1: yes. She's a friend of my wife's. And, you know, when, when, when somebody is, doesn't have that as part of their trait, you know, you t- kind of have more validity. She comes out and she's like she's shaking. And and she says, I said, watch, she goes, relatives who passed away visited me in that mirror.
2: Whoa.
1: She, weird. I was just like, Wow. We've hit on something. Yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah. So just uh, the full cartoon it. cash
0: register head. Yeah,
2: I feel like you literally are the ghost version of the guy in Jurassic Park. <laughs> just, this is just a... <laughs> right. Charles. You cannot bad. open a ghost park. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. It's against the laws of nature, Charles. Oh, <laughs> ghost park. <laughs> <nature, Charles>. oh, <laughs> oh no, we gave him the idea, uh, uh, Brian. <laughs> this is. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, literally. Tara park. If you're, if you're just listening to this,
1: Charles is
2: scribbling like a literal mad scientist.
1: Well, the next day I call Nick and I go, dude, I got some money for you. I gave him 50%. He was blown away at the, you know, the amount of money he goes, we got to do this more often. Yeah. And he goes, but the place is haunted. I go, I, I trust you. He goes, yeah. check with the city ordinance, check town hall. Guys, would you believe I went to Town Hall and according to as far back as the records go, the whole strip mall, not just Fright Haven, that whole area was built over Indian Burial Ground. Wow. 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 Called it. (laughs) Wow. Crazy. So from that point on, Nick was not only, you know, a bit of a cash cow with these (laughs) but he's the real deal. He really does sense this stuff. Um, If if there's a fear like someone walked away at one of our paranormal events and they said they feel something on their shoulders, like a pressure. Mm-hmm. And that's scary because that means someone would have attached to them and possibly gone home. And he does a uh, cleansing right on the spot. And he said, when you get home, I want you to run water from every faucet. I want you to put salt at the doors of every, and he really explained what to do You know, and the, the gal, you know, we followed up, and she said, "No, I had no issues. As soon as I left, that was everything was fine." So he has that power too of possibly healing, you know, the 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 entities that attach, which is wow. what I don't want to happen. Which right. is why I don't <laughs> go to those events. Yeah. <laughs> I have too many promotions to do. I can't be dealing with an albatross. Yeah,
2: you can't if they're not. I mean, if they're not going to pay, at least. <laughs>
1: An albatross from the other side who's He's not a free
2: home. rider. No, you don't, don't get
1: want- to haunt Charles
0: Roseney for free.
2: That's right. <laughs> Crib
0: Master Chucky that- don't do shit
2: for I, free. I don't
1: want my Confederate tax. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh Guys, you know, I don't have, I never in my life had that full time job. I've never had, you know, a set income. So I've always had to find ways to do creative promotions. And, you know, the books. In the '80s and '90s, I published a Beatles magazine called Good Day Sunshine. Did it for nearly 20 years till the internet took over. And in all those years, the magazine continually lost money. <laughs> the books, the books don't make money. We some wouldn't of, know anything about that. <laughs> no, some of these events make money, but certainly not a living. I DJ at weddings and bar mitzvahs and parties. That's my main gig. That's how I support. Myself, you know, we have a family of five. That's how I take care of everyone by, you know, hustling and entertaining and doing gigs. But all these other things sort of, you know, have fun. I have fun with, you know, and they fill a need for creativity.
0: Definitely. Um, I did want to circle back to the book for a second. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, you, you've. You literally wrote in the book on uh, true ghost stories in Connecticut, and whenever you search haunted places in Connecticut, uh, because we're like close by, and I'm always thinking of like where can we do road stuff. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Are there any like low key, uh, off the radar spots that you would recommend to hypothetical podcast idiots?
1: (laughs) Are you asking Loki, as in the Marvel universe? That's exactly yes. (laughs) Where is Tom Hiddleston
0: hiding in Connecticut? Uh, No, low-key haunted spots that you would maybe recommend checking out, especially like people are coming into Connecticut for uh, Paracon. Uh, They might want a fun, spooky place to go check out after the show.
1: Well, Nick and I are the shaman and the showman. And Nick could really answer you much better because he's been... To so many more places than I have, and the few mm-hmm. places that I have, some are off limits, and sure. you know we should we shouldn't have gone, and we did. Others, <laughs> um, others, you know, we we did, and um, it's because we got special permission, whatever. But he can you know ramble off a laundry list of, of scary places that he would definitely recommend in and around Connecticut. I mean, we're I don't know if we're supposed to say it, but. We've got um, a planned visit to the Conjuring House in Rhode Island coming up. Oh, wow. So that's really exciting. And um, there's a place in Connecticut called Downs Road, which is actually called Dracula Drive. That sounds Uh, familiar. Yeah, yeah. It might even be Wallingford uh, or North Haven. I believe North Haven, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, And then there's, you know, Fairfield Hills Asylum. There's this aforementioned Dudley town. But ask Nick. That's a great question to ask him because he'll be able to ramble on on which places and the experience he's had at those.
0: Great. Uh, we will definitely do that. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you did a Beatles magazine for uh, a long time. You've also, uh, you, uh, you've you organized a lot of Beatles conventions. I was hoping you'd be willing to play a quick game with us. Uh, Eric, you have to play too. Love it. <laughs> is, okay. So I've done a little research on some of the most popular creepy Beatles conspiracy theories. (laughs) I'm hoping that I would like to present the conspiracy theories that I have found. Uh, Eric, I want you to guess what you think Charles will rate the likelihood. One being that's not possible. That's absolutely not the truth. 10 is I absolutely believe that that is the case. (laughs)
2: So I'm I'm guessing what Charles. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. You ready for round number 1? Round number 1. Round That's number good. 1 is of course the very famous one everyone knows this one, but Paul, Paul is dead. McCartney dead. Paul died and was uh, Paul McCartney died and was replaced by the winner of a Paul McCartney lookalike contest. Eric, out of 10, where do you think Charles will rate the likelihood
2: 10, 10 is absolute <laughs> faith.
0: So you believe uh, that Charles believes that is a hundred percent true.
2: I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say seven. Seven out really? of 10 in likelihood. Uh, not necessarily believe it,
0: but like it's possible. Charles, where would you rate it? One is the least. One is the
1: least. Zero. <laughs> How do you know? Cause I know McCartney. <laughs> I've, yeah. met him, I've met him through the years. Or you met a lookalike. Exactly. Did you ever meet the original McCartney? (laughs) So let's, hang on, hang on. The first time I met him was in England and I was introduced to him by a promoter who was very not known. His name is Sam Leach. And he promoted the Beatles' earliest shows um, pre-Cavern Club. I mean, Mm. a place called the Tower Ballroom, Aldershot, places that unless you're a really Beatle fanatic freak, you wouldn't have even <laughs> heard of. This was Pete Best years, even before Ringo. And uh, our relationship was such that Sam was writing a book, and he said, Charles, if you ever bring me to America as your guest at a convention, I'll introduce you to McCartney. And I'm like, sure you will. Just like, <laughs> me, just like Nick is going to do a... <laughs> I didn't believe it. I did not believe it until McCartney decides after... 15 whatever years to finally tour again plays the nec in birmingham england and we're back here i am backstage with sam leach his daughter samantha and me and mccartney walks in and mccartney does a beeline to sam and hugs him and says sammy 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 you remember this that now no matter how well trained how the (laughs) fbi and the cia and the kgb and the Ukraine government, everyone would have drilled this McCartney look alike and sound alike and talent like. <laughs> There's no way that he would have walked into the room, found this guy, unless he was in on the same conspiracy. And, and and had that and had that, you know, uh that encounter. So uh I, I'm gonna say zero.
0: Fair enough. I, I think that's
1: <laughs> I think that is a uh,
0: pretty valid, pretty thorough explanation, but but but
1: The clues and the the ridiculous (laughs) coincidences, holy cow, those are a 10, (laughs) because those are amazing.
0: All right. Now we got round two, and this one's semi-related and uh, less popular, but I think it's pretty up there. Eric, what do you think Charles thinks is the likelihood that all of the Beatles, except Paul McCartney, have died and been replaced by lookalikes?
2: But you know, fool me once, (laughs) shame on you. Fool me twice shame on me. This one's got to be an 11.
1: <laughs> if Paul is real, the rest have to be fake. Well, I'm, I'm tempted to agree just to, you know, not <laughs> to be fun, but no, <laughs> there's no chance anyone would have bothered to make another Ringo. What have you... <laughs> um,
0: okay. Uh, last one. Uh, Eric, Eric, Man, you're uh, you can't win. You you lost two out of three, but okay. the third one worth three points. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm checking Great the call. rules right now. You're right. You got Great it. <laughs> All right, the Beatles. There's a conspiracy theater float, floating around, just not understanding how the Beatles ever could have gotten that popular. Hmm. They were CIA plants to dethrone Elvis as the king of rock and roll.
2: Wow. Oh, interesting. I, for me, I'm like a 10 on that one. <laughs> Charles, I feel like despite his years of, of study and scholarship on the Beatles, has managed to not really get fully uh, well-versed in the in the conspiracy culture. I'm going to say four.
1: So, guys, have you said that the stars all aligned in such a weird way that aliens gave <laughs> these four guys the power to change the world at the time. And well, it could have been for, you know, famine. It could have been for a lot of different things, but as it turned out, they had a little, you know, musical talent and personality and these aliens weren't able to manifest their powers to give the Beatles different powers. So their powers was to be the greatest musical band Mm -hmm. of all time and the greatest writers and performers. Maybe I would have believed that because (laughs) you know what? The fact that these four guys came together and were just so perfect for each other and in such a short time created, you know, the the, the soundtrack to so many people's lives and are still influencing and are still the most underrated band of all time. Just you think the that Beatles that, are, the Beatles are underrated.
2: Could oh, be rated I love it.
1: more. <laughs> so <Sure>. underrated. <laughs> um and I'll go through a 15 songs right off the bat that will prove that. But anyway, <laughs> Yeah, no. So it's it's a zero for me.
0: Wow, Eric, that's three for three.
2: Unfortunately, bud, I'm so, I'm I'm sorry that you're that wrong, Charles.
1: <laughs> well, <so> let <laughs> me give you guys a conspiracy theory that you may not have ever heard of. Oh, ooh, ooh wonderful. The Beatles are, are split up. They're gone. They're recording on their own. They're doing their own solo albums. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this really psychedelic, groovy band called Klaatu, K L A A T U, comes out with this unbelievably spacey, experimental, amazing album that these radio stations are like, wait, like the Paul McCartney theory, is this the Beatles? Could this possibly Uh, be the Beatles? mm. Recording under another name to see the Four Seasons once recorded as the Wonder Who, to see if they could have a hit if people didn't know it was the Four Seasons. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Um, um, the, The Bee Gees recorded the marbles and the walls fell down. So could the Beatles have been... Klaatu, um on the cover of Ringo's Goodnight Vienna album. The, the the robot from Klaatu is with him and all that. So is that a possibility with one being no way? And is that it? One being no way and 10 being, of course, it's correct.
0: Right. Uh, yes. It's, uh, man, it's, I will say that is the most plausible one of the. Um,
2: Let me ask you that I'm doing a little quick Google foo here. It looks like there's photos of Klaatu performing live. Well, you just freaking
1: ruined it. <laughs> Eric, you're disqualified. Are you allowed to Google when you're on a game show? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> so Eric, anyway. you violated
0: all of the rules. You're actually banned as host from the show now. And Charles actually ascends into, it's now Brian and Charles don't belong here. Sorry, bud. Damn
2: it. Every
1: time. I, you know my book, The Book of Top Ten Horror Lists? Of course. Well, yes. I, am, I am halfway done with The Book of Top Ten
0: Beatles list, amazing. <laughs> Are you right?
1: And yeah, and we're shooting for a 2023 uh, release where 100 celebrities give me their top 10 favorite. You know, we got Dick Cavett. We get a lot of really cool people gave us their top 10 lists. Uh, many who played with the Beatles, recorded with the Beatles, toured with the Beatles, and I was able to find the drummer and songwriter from Clatoo. Oh wow, Terry, Terry Draper, who gave me a kick-ass list for the book. <laughs> And in doing that, without having, you know, done the cheating research of whether Clatoo existed <laughs> and ever toured, uh, I was able to find him, and he proved that it was not.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna listen to some Clatoo tonight. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think you just turned Eric and I into Clatoo fans.
2: Yeah, we're big Two guys now. <laughs> their number one. Their number one hit from 1973 is "Heinous of Your Anus." So I think that's uh, that's where I'm gonna start.
1: How could you go wrong with? How could you go any, wrong with that? Any anus song.
2: Yeah. Sure.
0: Charles, do you do you think there's something about the Beatles that lends themselves to these like conspiracy theories that pop up?
1: It's not just the Beatles. I mean, sure. you know, Elvis, Elvis is still alive, right? And he's in in the in the movie Bubba Hotep. Right. Great Fred. movie. He's still alive. Yeah, Joe Lansdale's a genius. Um, <laughs> and and Michael Jackson, you know, he bleached his skin. He didn't bleach his skin. He had pigmentation issues. You know, there's right. so many when you're of that level that you you get all these conspiracy. But no one ever or no entity group ever had as much of those uh, conspiracy things as the Beatles. Yeah, I guess it's all relative. If you're the biggest of something, you'll get the most of that. You know? Sure.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, so Paracon, it's coming up. Uh, it is July 16th and 17th. That's correct?
1: It is. Are you going to be there, by the way? Oh, we'll be there. <laughs> are you uh, going to be at a vendor's table? Or are you on we're going to be at a
0: table, and, and, and I believe we have stage. a very special podcast experience Sunday at 1 p.m.
1: Wow, I was so curious to see what that's going to be like, because, you know, my expectations are through the roof. Uh, I put you on, like, first thing for the fans, because I expect this to be so entertaining and so fun and so educational. I, I
0: hope so. We're, we're bringing along the, uh, the wonderful Tess Feifel. She's a producer for Astonishing Legends. Uh, we did realize we probably shouldn't bring along somebody from a better podcast than ours, but... <laughs> while promoting ours but you know we'll, we we know that for next time now <laughs> bring someone from a worse podcast next time uh but uh Charles real fast give the uh the the overview yeah. the pitch the uh why why should people come from all over the area
1: yeah. to paracon well, we, we did paracon last year for the first time we expected a few hundred people nick said watch we're going to get 500 <laughs> and we got 1500 we sold wow. out it was capacity it was just unbelievable 60 vendors great guests. And we said, you know, if we repeat that formula and we bring on more guests, 80 vendors instead of 60, that it's going to be even more special. And the people who went will have a great time and they'll they'll bring more fans with us and more people will find out about it. And it's July 16th and 17th, which is Saturday and Sunday. It's at the Armory in Ansonia, Connecticut, which is, you know, not far from anywhere on the, on the Northeast. You know, it's a drive from New York, it's a drive from New Jersey, drive from New England. It's worth coming to because it's, it's my personality. It's, <laughs> uh, it's not just, you know, a, a paranormal event. It's going to be fun. It's going to have every possible uh, element of what you would expect at a Paracon. And the hours are 11 to 6 each day with a 10 a.m. early bird admission for the VIPs. And on Saturday night, we have an after-party event, which is its close to sold out. By the time this airs, it might be sold out, but we've limited it to 100 tickets. And it's the amazing Kreskin doing his presentation for about 15, 20 minutes. And then John Zaffis doing his, uh, his whole paranormal d- demonology um, shtick uh, for the rest of the show. And that's, again, limited to 100 um, tickets, and tickets are on sale by clicking through the paracon.org website, and that's got all the information. If they click on the Saturday link, it'll have Saturday regular admission, Saturday VIP, Saturday night after party regular and VIP, and then if they want to stay over, of course, we hope you know people who can't come on Saturday will come on Sunday, and that's on the 17th. All the guests that are appearing on stage on the Saturday are different than the guests who are appearing on Sunday. So for the full experience, if you want to hear everybody's presentation and if someone wants to see you guys, they have to come on Saturday. If they want to see uh, whoever else, they would have to come on Sunday. The only person uh, who's on both days, of course, is uh, Charles Rosene. I hear I hear that guy's all right. I don't know, though. <laughs> books to push, so he will be on <laughs> stage both days logging the F out of his books. <laughs> you know, it's so cool because if someone does get the book there and they're into autographs, I mean, they're going to be able to literally walk around that room and probably 20 or 25 of the contributors to the book are going to be in one spot and they can get autographs in the book from everyone who contributed to it. So that's kind of special. Definitely.
0: Uh, Well, that's uh, July 16th and 17th, uh, Paracon, Con like Connecticut, uh, C-O-N-N. It's uh, paracon.org yes for tickets uh, we're gonna be there we're there both days we're tabling on Saturday we'll be live on Sunday
1: we're so excited we're so excited to meet you in person same here um, I can't tell on one of the faces but I, I, I'm hoping we're excited Eric you're excited I'm super <laughs> excited Eric's go- Eric's Googling other Klaatu yeah. lyrics that have good that's words. right
2: that's right
1: it's Klaatu not Clit 2 okay <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Charles, for that clarification. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Charles Roseney, thank you so much for joining us again. Pick up his book, Come to Paracon. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. Thank you again so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. And visit www. Paracon- Paranormal connecticut because that's where you'll be able to get the ghost stories book.
0: dot com. Wonderful. Eric, you ready to get out of here?
1: Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's go.
0: Man, Charles Rules. It's Brian again, just doing some cleanup. Uh, if you're in Connecticut, you better make it out to Paracon. Uh, you can get more information at Paracon. That's con with two Ns, like the state of Connecticut.org. Paracon org if you like the show maybe leave us a review on itunes or a comment on youtube we uh we read everything and we definitely appreciate it uh we're on twitter at brian and eric pod and you can also email us at spooky at gmail.com uh for both of us here at brian and eric don't belong here thank you for listening stay safe out there